Welcome to the Fearless Women's Podcast, where Dr. Madeline Turner aims to motivate women who are stuck in their lives to shift their mindset and change their behaviors so they can regain their power and achieve the life they truly desire. And now, here's your host, Dr. Madeline Turner. Hi, ladies. Welcome back. Today's episode I'm very excited for. Not that I'm ever not excited for all of them. They're all great and super fun talking to all these women. Today, I am introducing you to one of my best friends, Dr. Cheney, and she is a chiropractor and she is a doula. She's empowering women over in Atlanta, Georgia. So um, get ready because it's a good one. I am chatting with my best friend, Cheney. I was going to say Brinkley, but she just got married. So <laughs> Dr. Cheney Daniels, right? <laughs> yes, yes. And she, I've known her for a while. We went to chiropractic school together and she is in Atlanta and she is just blowing it up in Atlanta. She helps a lot of ladies on different um, platforms. So I'm going to have her introduce herself a little bit more to you guys before we get into her story. So hello. Hi. Yes, I am Madeline's best friend. and She is my best friend. <laughs> Um, I am now Dr. Cheney Daniel, not Brinkley. I actually had to change a bunch of forms today because I am now Daniel. Um, yes, I am a chiropractor in the Metro Atlanta area. Um, I'm serving kind of everyone. There's not a single person I won't see. Um, I do specialize in pediatrics and pregnancy, which kind of is like my niche, I guess, because I am also a doula. I am a labor and birth doula and serving ladies all over the Atlanta area. I'm coming, I go all the way north of Atlanta, almost an hour and I'm going all the way south of Atlanta too. Yeah. Um, cause I really just hate saying no to these ladies because I love helping them. Um, I also, um, well, I also do some childbirthing education classes, um, when there's time, um, <laughs> but really the chiropractic and doula stuff is on the forefront and um I am also gonna start be working towards my Pilates certification. So just adding one more thing on there, right? You just can't this stop. Is, this is start. why we get along so well because I also wear many hats. <laughs> I can't not be doing something or learning something new. I know. We're always just enhancing ourselves. <laughs> yeah. I literally you'll text me about a class and I'm like, can I go? Am I gonna I'm gonna go. Like I'm doing it. Right. <laughs> How do we just make ourselves better so we can help more people? Yeah, really. That's all it is. Everyone says, what's your favorite part of the job? And I'm like, because I get to love on people and make them leave my presence, maybe being, hopefully being a little bit better and a little bit happier and with a smile on their face. Yeah, so. absolutely. I get that. I love that part of it. So awesome. Well, I'm super excited that you're here chatting with me today. Now we're going to get into tough stuff, right? So yes. I know, but it's great. So it's going to inspire some woman out there who is struggling um, to kind of take that next step forward, which is what I'm all about because we are all powerful. We just have to reconnect with that. So tell me a story or a time in your life that you were really struggling. You were at rock bottom. You didn't know what you were going to do. You woke up miserable. Yeah. um, I honestly don't know if there was like a define, if I cry too, just cry with me because <laughs> okay. I'm all for crying. Like it's my go-to thing. Um, I don't think that there was a huge defining rock bottom moment. There wasn't 
like this happened. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to change or I need to change my outlook. Or So I think it was just like a lot of things that maybe led to like a downward spiral. And I just kind of lost myself because I lost myself in other people. And I lost myself in other people's opinions of myself. And I think if I would have felt the love that I have for myself now, um, I think I would have gone about it maybe a different way. I probably still would have done what I did, um, but it just would have been a little bit different. Sorry if my phone's ringing. I am at my office still. Um, so I think it probably started back in high school. I was 16. I, of course, had crushes on boys that didn't like me back because <laughs> what's high school if you don't have that? I know. And I had who I thought was my best friend. And I think when this was happening, she probably meant the best, but I look back and I was like, I think I wish I could have told our teenage selves something a little bit differently because I was really, I think this is all going to boil down to body confidence, right? You know, that's the main thing. If you are happy with yourself and you're confident with yourself, it will show in every other aspect of your life, whether it's how much you weigh, whether it's your face, whether you hit your nose, your hair, whatever. As long as you're confident with it and own what you have, it makes you so beautiful. So I feel like that's what I could have told these teenage girls. <laughs> um, but, you know, I had these moments where my best friend or who I thought was my best friend say, if you just lose that weight, you know, he'll like you. Or if you do this, then they'll like you. And then that kind of stayed with me. So, you know, you would bounce back and forth in high school. I played three sports. I was super active. I was just a bigger girl, <clears throat> a bigger girl. And that's okay. Like I'm never going to be a size zero two. And I'm thankful for that because one, my husband loves my curves. (laughs) Two, I love my curves. I think they make me so beautiful and they show my roots and they show, you know, my heritage because I have a lot of Indian and, um, you know, different parts of the world in me that I want to show off. And I think that's what I'm learning even now. So I went to college. I was still gaining weight because I stopped playing sports. And so it just kind of added on. Of course, you sit and study and you drink and you do all the things in college and it just adds on. And I was in that downward spiral that I even know because I had good people around me, but no one really challenged to find the love for myself. I was out there trying to love everyone else and I wasn't loving myself. Um, So I graduated with my associates from Young Harris. Um, which is in North Georgia. It's about two hours north of Atlanta. Beautiful campus. It has exploded since I've been there. It's now a four-year school. It's beautiful. Um, Some of the most beautiful mountains that you'll see, I think. I'm biased, maybe. (laughs) Um, But so I moved back down to the city. All of my friends decided to go to the University of Georgia. And I was the lone wolf that decided to live in the city of Atlanta and get my big girl panties on and live by myself in the city. Of course, I had friends here, but um, yeah. so I took it on for me. Um, so I really had to gain a new community when I moved to Atlanta because um, that's just where I saw myself. Um, I feel like that's where the universe or God, you know, I kind of believe in many facets of each. And I, I think that's where he wanted me. And he did. Um, so I moved back and started, you know, my junior and senior year of college, kind of bouncing back of what I wanted to do. I was in school to be a speech therapist or a speech pathologist. I wasn't really loving it while working with my dad, who's also a chiropractor and loving it. But mm-hmm. I just didn't think that with my body habitus and how I looked was a very good, you know, 
picture for telling someone else how to live or, you know, telling someone how they should take care of themselves. Yeah. So I didn't go that route. But I slowly started to gain this community of extraordinary women that really just changed my life. And, you know, this, this group of girls, you know, started very small and it's gotten bigger over the years. And they're my girl gang. You, you know, you're a part of it. You know that you're a part of this little group that I just can't get enough of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we loved on each other. We moved each other. We gave each other confidence. We pushed each other to be a little bit better. And there's this moment that I was just sitting there with my friends and I was like, I don't want to be like this anymore. And they're like, okay, let's do this all together. And when they say it takes a village to do anything, to run a child, or to run a child, to, yeah, not to run a child, to raise a child, to run yeah. a business, even to lose weight for yourself, it really takes a village. And I realized that you need good people around you, but also are going to be honest with you and they're going to love you and they're going to take you in those moments that help you fall down and bring you back up. So 2012, I, um, started to lose all the weight. I, you know, did all these different things and I really took back my health and I really put it on the forefront. And, um, I was a size 26 before I started, I was a little over 300 pounds. And if you are 300 pounds and happy with yourself, yes, queen, (laughs) whatever it is, I wasn't happy with myself. Right. So I've lost a little over a hundred pounds now. And I felt so much better. I was able to work out and create a community around working out. I was able to get into chiropractic school because I felt worthy to go to chiropractic school, which was really my dream. And so that was really also a big defining moment of I'm starting to change this kind of boat around. And then I got obsessed with losing weight. Because that's what happens, right? Yeah. You, you see yourself, you're losing weight. You're like, oh my God, I can get a size smaller. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Mm-hmm. But then I go to chiropractic school and I'm around all of these very fit people. Not that I'm not fit. Not that I, I see myself now as very fit. Not that I wasn't, but I was just like, I need to be smaller. I need to, you know, you know, all those crazy thoughts that go through your head. I won't go through all of them because they could be here all, we could be here all day. Um, <laughs> But when I went to chiropractic school, I was probably the smallest that I'd ever been. I was a size 10 and that was huge for me or small for me, huge in my head for me to get to that point. Um, and I, and this is also where I met Madeline. So Madeline really shaped my thinking a lot after, during the last year of chiropractic school. Um, you know, chiropractic school or any graduate program, whether it's med school, law school, any PhD, anything, not that college isn't debilitating in some ways too right it really took a toll on me and you know in chiropractic school you are either in full-time classes and studying for your licensing boards or you're in clinic working with outpatients and you have classes and you're studying for boards whatever and also during that time I fell in love with someone that I thought I was going to marry and we broke up in those three and a half years so while it was the thinnest that I ever was I was terribly unhealthy. Yeah. I was eating. I was stressed because dang, it was hard. And plus we were at the beach all the time. So we <laughs> good. Right? No, but it, it hit me in a moment and I'm pretty sure I went over to Madeline's house after that and we drank a whole bottle of wine because I was <laughs> in misery, but I was like, I couldn't even work out or walk up and down the stairs 
and not feel winded. Or I was trying to lift someone because we lift a lot of people when we adjust and I couldn't do it. Like I needed help. And I was like, I'm a six foot woman that has muscle on her bone. I should be able to do this. And I couldn't. And I realized I may be smaller, but I'm not confident and I'm not healthy. And it hit me that last year in school. And I think that's when my relationship with my girl game back in Atlanta and my relationship with Madeline really grew was because I learned to have confidence in myself because that my girls and the women around me gave me so much confidence and it took me when was, when did I graduate chiropractic school when I was 25, 26, it took me 26 years to really figure out that confidence, but it was a lot of little moments leading up to that. I guess that moment in the last year of school was my, my rock bottom Sure, because I got up to a point and then I went down in a different way. And it took me that long to figure it out. But if I finally let that confidence build me up and I didn't let the opinions of social media, the opinions of society, if the opinions of the people that didn't like me, because we know we all have that list of people that don't like us. Oh, yeah. Right? And that's okay. Because if is. someone doesn't like you, that means you're doing something right. I had Absolutely. a mentor tell me that because I was so upset because of something happening. And I had a mentor say, if you were do, if someone doesn't like you, that means you're doing something right. And you're like, you know what? You're right. That's true. <laughs> okay. And for that one person that doesn't like you, there's probably like at least 10 more out there that do. So yeah. you focus and on I, the ones that like you. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was a really huge mental switch to one be happy with my body and to be happy with who I had become as a doctor, as a woman, mm-hmm. as a friend, um, as a daughter. Um, cause I was like, I gotta be here around for my parents, you know, and my siblings. I wanted to be a good sister. So I think once finding that was really just kind of that, this has turned into my mantra, my thing, you know, body confidence, will turn into just confidence and that confidence will turn into you being a badass, powerful woman. <laughs> Absolutely. And in today's age, we are fighting a lot and we are having to work our booties off to be taken seriously. Right. Um, Cause we don't want to come off, you know, emotional, but right. emotional is so good. And I know. It's so rare to like, like you can't be too emotional, but you can't be too masculine either. You're supposed to fall right. in this like pretty little perfect box, which is bullshit. It, <laughs> it is. It's such a load of shit because it's good to be emotional. It is good to be vulnerable because in our vulnerability, we are so much stronger. And I think that is why I specialize in what I do. And because I am a doula, that vulnerability is at the highest. I feel like in those moments, you know, when you right. are birthing a child, you are bringing another, you know, life into this to, to earth side that, you know, you, you were just given this gift. So I think that's why I'm so, I'm always just so, that's why I probably take on so many or clients that live far away. Cause I'm like, I want to give this woman and their partner, the best possible outcome and give them all the power in the world. So if they want to do this again, they can do it again. If they don't want to do it again, they can give their best friend the confidence to do it, whatever it is to give them that faith 
to be able to do it. Yeah. And I think it all just spills over into everything we do every day because as soon as I'm confident, you know, your patients know that you're confident mm-hmm. and then your friends know that you're confident. And I think it's just learning the things to keep you confident is the hardest part and the thing that I'm still learning to do today. I think it's always going to be evolving and changing. We're always going to have different things that come in and maybe we didn't see coming and blindsided us. And well, what are we going to do this time to pick ourselves back up? Because maybe what we did last time didn't work, but you know, if you're always improving, like we talked about, you're always actually taking that time to work on yourself. You're going to be able to pick up on those moments a lot faster and you're going to have tools and you're going to know which ones work for me versus if you need to find out something new. Yeah. It, it's, you're never not learning. You right. Know? And I, and you know, I don't want to set women apart, but hell, I'm going to set us apart because we are freaking amazing. Um, but we are constantly learning how to hold ourselves and how to express ourselves. And I think the best thing that I've learned especially living in this huge city. Cause you really got to put yourself out here. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, in any city really. Um, but it's really putting, having, you know, those set things, everything's going to change and you're going to have something new that's going to pop up and you don't know how to handle it. But if you have set things in place that are constant, that mm-hmm. are always kind of, you know, they're your same things that are happening every day that are habits are really going to help. Like, I tell you this, when we do the same things, we are good mantras all day long, every day. Like if that's not a thing you're doing, you have to do it. You have to put good words into your head and you have to say them out loud. So you believe them. Yep. And it's okay yeah. if you don't believe them at first. Oh my God. You have yeah, to start. Like, oh God. I mean, I write so many things down and I'm like, this isn't going to happen. Or this isn't true. And then a few weeks later, after I've read it 40 million times of going to my bathroom or getting ready or reading it on my phone, because I have just mantras like as my background or whatever, yeah. that they finally are happening. And I'm finally believing, believing them. And it, it does. It like, it's just a slow growing, you know, thing that happens all of a sudden. And all of a sudden Perfect. one day you're like, oh, I am, you know, I write every day. I am praying and I'm, you know putting out into the universe that I have prosperity and that I'm going to work hard and I'm going to make the money that I need to make so I can, you know, do the things that I want to do, you know, take care of what I need to take care of and I'll still be okay. And you know, when you're first doing that, it's probably because you're not doing those things. And yep. You're not able to do those things. And then all of a sudden one day you're like going out to dinner an extra night because you can, or you're buying that extra bottle of wine because you can. Right. <laughs> and it's little things like that that are really changing. And I am a firm believer, good things. And if you are good, that will manifest good things. Right. As long as you are putting your best foot out there, if you want to say it's God's work, if you want to say it's good karma, if you want to say, I'm going to put goodwill into the universe and it will come back, whatever you want to say that it is, do it. Whether it's you're having the worst day and you smile at that extra person or you hold the door for them or, you know, whatever it is, or you pay for the person's Starbucks or whatever it is. Even if you're having a crappy day, put a little bit of good out and I promise it will come back more than you can believe. And I think that's the biggest thing. As soon as you put good things out there, good things will come back. And I think that's what I've learned through gaining confidence in myself is 
if we can put good out, good will come back. Right. And what I've noticed too, is with that confidence in yourself, and I notice it within myself too, if you're confident and you're motivated and you're doing those things that work on yourself, somebody picks on, up on that. Yeah. Right. And you might be that one, they need to see you that one time that made them decide they were finally ready to shift. But if you hadn't been there, you know, what right. if somebody else necessarily came along? I mean, we hope so, but we don't really know, you know? Yeah. And, or what if that person that, if you didn't come on, what if the next person had bad energy Yeah. or they were angry and then that's what they get from it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, it's not an easy thing to do. It's not easy to wake up perfectly happy every day. <laughs> it's unrealistic like, too. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Oh my gosh. I woke up this morning all like stuffy because I took all my Christmas decorations out and dust. I was telling Madeline, dust enveloped me. <laughs> And I was like, and I woke up all like a little stuffy and I was just mad about it. I'm like, I'm about to go into these, these holidays. And I don't want to be blowing my nose all the time, but then I get to work and I put a smile on my face because I have to take care of other people. And I want to, not that I have yeah. to, I want to. Um, and that first person that walks in and just shakes your hand and says, thank you. I am 80% better because of what you did two days ago. Right. And so because you put that smile on your face and you shook their hand and you gave them that time of day, it makes all the difference. And it makes a difference in your world too. Oh yeah. Like absolutely. I'm exponentially in a better mood because I saw very happy people today. <laughs> yes. They're the best ones. <laughs> we still have the grumpy ones because we know they need love too. But <laughs> uh, you like, you you just know when the patients that need you the most, when you're coming, they come in and you're like, Oh, they're going to, they're like energy vampires. So you just suck all your energy out. And you're like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And you're like, you know what? I can rebuild this energy myself, but they need my good energy. Yeah. They need it. I'm going to give it to them and I'm going to give it to them 150%. So they leave here giving that good energy to someone else right. too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Well, cool. Awesome. I mean, I think you're doing amazing. I think <laughs> you're doing great. I have seen your transformation over the years and, um, you're definitely on fire. And I think one of the things I love about Cheney is that she is really into like empowering women, you know, whether that image, clearly I know you have male patients as well in your clinic, but especially with on like the doula side and helping those families and connects with their power. Cause I know we've talked about this, but in the birthing world, it just, our society has taken the power away from the woman so much. And it is so heartbreaking and sad to see time after time after time, if I have like a chiropractic patient who's pregnant walk in and they tell me like they're so scared to give birth, but every literal thing that they've ever seen about birth is a woman laying on her back screaming in dire pain and like it not empowered at all. Not yeah. empowered at all. You yeah. know? Well, why wouldn't you be scared? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, I do see a lot of men and I'm empowering them too. Empowering them to be the best men that they can be and to be wonderful fathers wonderful husbands, wonderful friends, brothers, whatever. Um, Because you just have to empower everyone you see. But with the birthing world, it is always a tug of war. It It is never not a fight. And that's why there are 20 Facebook groups for one thing, you know? Because you need an army behind you in this day and age. Because everyone thinks that, bringing a child into this world is an emergency. But when I say, when you bring a child into this world, does it sound like an emergency? No, No. it sounds like a beautiful gift 
that you're able to do and that we are so lucky we get to do and we get to experience, whether it's the mom having, you know, giving birth or if it's the partner living that experience with them or the family around them. Um, We're so lucky to bring these babies earthside and to love them Mm -hmm. and to, to teach them and to bring them up in a society that we want to create. Um, So when I go into a, a, you know, a situation where, you know, I am very lucky, you know, the birth community in Atlanta is kind of doing a 180, if not already. We have a beautiful birth center, um, Atlanta Birth Center in the heart of Atlanta that is doing amazing things. Um, And we have really great midwifery practices, um, you know, whether it's in-town midwifery, Providence midwifery, which is a little bit north of Atlanta. you know, Sea Baby is one. They have had a lot of changes recently, but they're still midwives working to make sure that we're bringing birth back. And then we also have really great OBs um, in the city. Um, someone that's very VBAC, which is vaginal birth after cesarean. Um, ha- we have some VBAC friendly doctors. Um, the one that comes to mind is Dr. Tate, and he practices in the heart of Atlanta at Emory, our big teaching hospital. Mm-hmm. So we do have a really great birthing community kind of changing, you know, the thoughts around birth. And we have a chiropractic school. We have Life University. So we are having this little switch almost, which is really wonderful. And we are seeing more women um, wanting an empowered birth. And they might not know what that means to them. Even that's why, you know, a good midwifery clinic or, you know, a supportive OB um, a doula, a supportive partner, just supportive people around them, whatever it is, their church groups, their whatever to really give them that. Um, so, and that's where the doula stuff really comes in. I don't think I've ever had a mom saying like, Oh, I need you just because like, I want to make sure you rub my back. Okay. My husband won't do it. I've never had a mom say that. What the mom wants me there for is to make sure that her choices are being heard and that she is control and in control of this because it is her baby that she's bringing into the world. And I never like that. That is the main thing. The mom wants to be, to feel empowered and to feel loved through this process because in the past women have not felt loved. They've just felt like another patient going in for surgery Yeah, and no, no surgery should just be like another thing. No, whether you're going in for a gallbladder removal because of something or your appendix burst or whether you need to get a cyst removed, whatever it is, or, you know, whether it's a biopsy for something and, whatever it may be you shouldn't just be another person doing it and especially not trying to have a baby and that's where all of this really boils down to is making sure that we feel heard and that we feel supported I mean what is empowerment if not support sure absolutely it's I'm very lucky to live in the city that is turning but it, you know making this 180 but it's still very hard you still have very a lot of you know I mentioned a few things think about how many we have in the right. city it's still very hard but it's very hard work and it's very worth it absolutely well cool tell me we're gonna ask some fun, fun questions now right yeah. what's the best advice you've ever received oh man I know um, I mean someone telling me that 
if you're doing something or if someone hates you, that means you're doing something right. It's a good one. That was always really good. Um, I think, you know, I don't know if it was necessarily advice, um, but I do, I'm an avid kickboxer and I do Pilates to kind of, to balance it. And, you know, my, my favorite Pilates instructor, um, her name's Leah. And she has these little gems when she's talking. Like she probably doesn't even know that we have little gems. <laughs> right. But she's saying it. And then it sticks with you. And then all you have to do is just keep saying those things. And you're like, that was the best thing I've heard all week. And she said something um, a few months ago. It was probably like my first class with her. And she's like, all you need to do here is take a deep breath in, find yourself, because when you exhale, you will rise. And you're like, well, crap. Great. I can use that in everything. You know, just take a deep breath, figure out where you are in this moment, take a deep breath out or exhale your breath out and know that you will rise from this, whether it is from a really hard plank series, um, to growing a business, helping a mom through Like, I don't know how many times I said, take a deep breath to a mama and just breathe out. I don't know how many but the way Leah said it to me, it has stuck with me. And I've been working with her for over a year now. Um, I think that's the best. I mean, it's maybe not necessarily advice that she gave, but it definitely stuck with me. Okay. It made a mark, you know? Yeah. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Are you an audible person, a book person, a podcast person? Oh my God. Can I be all the things? All, you can be all of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. I think I always, I think I have a book I'm listening to audible right now. I have like six podcasts, including yours, <laughs> um, that I'm subscribed to at all times. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm reading a book right now. So I'm all what, the things. What do you think out of those? What are the, what's the best one for self-development? Oh, um, I listen to, um, I just like blanked on her name. That was terrible. I'm um, Rachel Hollis's yeah. podcast. I listen to all of hers. She always has good little snippets. Um, I listen to more, I think podcast and, um, books like that are kind of outlets for me. Um, so I'm listening to more fiction and stuff like that, or, you know, investigative mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but I mean, you're going to tell me to listen to a podcast and I'm going to be like, yes, I love it. I right. loved, I mean, I'm not saying this because you're my best friend, but <laughs> the little, you know, you were starting off and they were shorter what podcasts in the beginning, but Sometimes you would, I would click on a random one because you would have three that would come up in the week and I just clicked on one. I didn't know which one I was clicking on. I just clicked on one. And it was always something that I needed to hear. Hmm. And you could have probably told me those things on your own, but I, you know, I listened to podcasts in the morning on my way to work because I do have a commute and it's just what I needed to hear. It may have been the four minute one. And you said one thing that just really helps me kind of get out of my funk in the morning, which is so nice because so many things want to bring us down because no one watches the news because it's terrible and I know <laughs> you want like good things and I'm a huge person of good vibe tribe and yeah. I just need you know so sometimes podcast and audible are my outlets to not think about anything but yeah Rachel Hollis and you that's really <laughs> well thank you I'm glad I break up there for the Rachel Hollis with you yeah right that's great <laughs> that's awesome yeah, yeah. I'll take it <laughs> 
any last minute advice or words you want to give? Give yourself grace. I think that's so important. Yes. Because I wish more people, not just women, but mm-hmm. I more wish they, that they would and give themselves time to heal because there are so many things going on in this world that is hard. And yeah. we all have things that are happening to us on a daily basis that hard, that are hard, you know, finding out, you know, relatives have passed away or finding out friends are sick or having a hard time at your job, having to fight traffic, having a fight with your spouse, yeah, burning dinner, all of these things happen randomly. And I think it's a way that the universe or God, however you want to believe it, um, is telling you to slow down, take a minute, give yourself a moment of grace and just know that you are on the right path and that there may be no end to this path because you are going to keep going up and you're going to keep growing. Mm-hmm. And what and need to do, but also that you can have a little bit of fun along the way. Right. So give yourself a little bit of grace and have fun. Go do things that are going to be fun. Go to the zoo, go on a trip, go on that trip that you want to go on. Me and my best friends here in Atlanta, um, we just decided, um, that during the summer, we're going to try to hopefully plan a trip to the South of France, just because we want one last big trip together before all of us start having more babies <laughs> doing that. So we're doing it now. So we're going to do it and we're not going to let us new- anyone tell us now. Well, so, yeah. yeah, I think people get too busy and they forget to live. Yeah. The thing is that, you know, whenever your end day is and yeah. you look back, That's you're fun. like, well, sh- damn, <laughs> take the trip. Yeah. Do the damn thing. Just go do it. Live, love your people hard. Love your puppies and cats hard or whatever pet you have. And because I hear that puppy in the background. And I love them. <laughs> um, so love hard and just be, it's so cliche to be your authentic self, but the more authentic and the more real you are with yourself, the more people are going to love you. And the more you're going to figure out that you are, freaking amazing absolutely do the damn thing yes awesome thank you so much yeah i appreciate it you are beautiful inside and out and you are helping so many people so So are you i'm so thankful to be a part of this i know i can't wait to put it out i think people are gonna love it it was a good it was awesome i I just want i just want one person to be like hell yeah i'm gonna wear a crop top today I don't give two shits what anyone else thinks. Cause Absolutely. That was it. I was like, I'm wearing a crop top today. Hell yeah. And I got more compliments than I did get bad looks. I got no bad looks. I got all compliments. Yeah. So do it. Wear the crop top. Wear the heels if you're tall. Eat the queso. Drink Absolutely. Hard. Eat the queso. <laughs> Alrighty, ma'am. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. All right, that is it. I'm so grateful that Cheney took out time to chat with us today and to share her message. If you would like to get in contact with her, I will have all of her information down in the show notes so you can connect with her. If you are looking for a great tribe of women to support you, like Cheney and I were talking about today, I have a free group on Facebook, the Fearless Women's Community. Go ask to be part of it. Join us, celebrate with us, share your stories with us. Also, if you are enjoying this podcast, please, please give it a five-star rating and subscribe to it and share it with others who you think could benefit from this message. All right, ladies, until next time, go be fearless. 
This episode of the Fearless Women's Podcast has ended. If you love these messages, please share and give the podcast a five-star review. Until next time, you can find Dr. Madeline on Facebook and Instagram as the Fearless Women's Mentor.